Hello guys and welcome back to the final episode in this podcast series, The Money Questions. Uh, this is the last episode in the series and today we have Ben Peck joining us. Hi mate, how are you doing? Oh yeah, not too bad. Thanks mate, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, so my first question is, um, how do we know each other? Because it's a very interesting story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's an odd one. So uh, we both have girlfriends, very luckily. Um, and both of those girlfriends uh, live together at university and have done for three years. So uh, yeah, three, two, two, three years I've known you now. So um, yeah. occasionally see you when when I visit, but um, very rare. But yeah, just uh, just become yeah, we, decent, decent pals over the time. We occasionally bump into each other in Bristol. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so actually, um, if you don't mind me saying, when I started this channel, you actually reached out and said, you know, can we have a chat about money? Which I think, yeah. I've actually had a, quite a few people do that, which is actually, it's obviously quite nice, because I like talking about money. Yeah, nice. Um, but I think it's nice that people think they can, think they can talk to me. Kind of like someone messaged me earlier about, yeah, yeah, about the credit card. I keep having to say like, what I say is not financial advice, so please don't yeah. sue me yeah, when you lose your money. Um, yeah, because that's that's the last thing when, I want. When it happens, yeah. Uh, I said my friend text me this morning, be like, "Are you going to buy GameStop today?" Because you know with the whole GameStop thing when it went up and then went down again, and it's gone up again mm. this morning because something to do with regulation. And I was like, "No, I'm not going to buy it because it's a bit bit risky." Yeah. Risky, yeah. There's always the risk, and you got to consider the risk management. And uh, yeah, not qual- not qualified financial advisors. <laughs> no, Just definitely talk. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, what are you up to at the moment? Uh, general life uh, stuff. So at the moment, um, technically, technically, I'm a student in Plymouth University, um, but I'm meant to be on a placement year. So um, where that didn't quite happen in terms of what I was meant to be doing on my placement year, I'm actually um, res- um, mobilised or de- deployed as a naval reservist. Um, so I am basically a full in in the navy full time uh, for a set period at the moment. And I'm working um, I'm working on uh, UK operations to do with uh, helping the fight against COVID um, and all, all sorts of problems at the moment. So I help plan operations. Uh, you see it in the news a lot at the moment, you know, the army are vaccinating or they're testing here. So I, so I, I help plan all of that. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, especially as a student on my gap yeah. year. Uh, gap year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you're probably one of the most, um, what's the word, for a student getting the biggest salary because most students don't get a salary realistically, but if you're working yeah, full time- Yeah, I've then... definitely been, so so like covid is a horrible situation but in in a weird way it's worked out kind of well for me um in terms of yeah just 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 getting into a sort of stable salary as it is yeah yeah i um it's been weird for me because i i would never have probably started this channel podcast if it wasn't for covid because anyone who knows Mm. me i like to flit about the places every weekend i'll be going to visit someone different but now it's caused me to sit in this exact seat with this exact setup and I thought, why not? Why not do it? So I'm actually quite scared to see what's going to happen when things open again. Whether I'm, g- I'm yeah, still going to have start time going outside again. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, oh, I can't go to the pub. I've got to record a podcast. But obviously, you know, yeah, you have you have to choose. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, so um, obviously, we had our chat a few weeks ago, um, but before then, I would, you know, I would never think to bring up money because money's such a quite a taboo topic. Mm. Um, when but obviously after that conversation i think we both realized that we both know a little bit about money um <laughs> when would you say how when on how would you say you became you know 
financially aware type thing where do you start learning about it yeah so um uh I'm, I'm quite happy to talk about my parents my parents both um have worked for the police majority of their careers um and the police is you know it's one of those jobs you sort of chuck yourself into um and so for the most part um they're very very dedicated workers but the, the, the police never pays well um and i have the absolute most respect for for police officers and all the staff aligned within the police um but but so it never paid well so i was it, i was never part of a family i guess that that had loads of money um and i made this mate in primary school um and his dad was was like a property investor um growing up with him i never really realized and then he moved house um to like this massive place in the countryside mm. and i was like oh how does how does this work <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah his, his dad was like yeah i own close to 50 properties in, in our local area and I was christ like, oh, that's pretty cool yeah. yeah so so that that's always made me think like oh you know even just being a landlord would be pretty cool because it's almost sort of passive income and just growing up and, and getting jobs and getting a bit of a salary you, you kind of start to figure out you know i can i can do two things with money i can spend mm. it and, and have have good times but 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 not be left with anything or i can use it um, and grow it and and really make it work for itself um so yeah i guess it's that um really weird rich dad poor dad type thing um i was never yeah. like majorly close with it but you sit down and have various conversations and you see differences in, in people um even from a young age just and their approaches to money so i've always been always been quite interested in just um yeah using my money as as best as i can i guess yeah i think it's you know so maybe maybe if you didn't have that friend's dad who was a property investor maybe maybe you'd be in a different place where you are now financially education actually yeah definitely oh, definitely uh, and I, I, it's always I, interesting go I, on Karen. no sorry no um yeah so i'd so, say you know my uncle as well was a banker in london so i got to see um it's even in the same family it was uh, it was kind of it was kind of like you 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 see a comparison you'd always pull up in his ferraris and his and his uh, really fast bikes and you know, he's married and I've got cousins now and so he doesn't have a lot he doesn't have the Ferraris but um you, you can all, you can still tell the differences even in one family and mm. it's just interesting to compare and see you know okay well what's what's he done to sort of get to that point aside from just having a, a great job yeah so um longer term obviously at the moment you're in the navy Long, longer long term do you want to be a landlord mm. driving ferraris a banker in the navy what do you you know what do you want to do any idea so so like although i spoke about ferraris i would probably never buy one and i have no aspiration to buy one um yeah i guess my long-term aspiration I've, I've always been quite keen for the navy full-time um and it's only by spoof actually that i'm in at university and not full-time navy yet um but by a plethora of reasons i won't go into but um yeah i hope to join the navy full-time once i've finished um and just see where that takes me um it is quite a quite a well-structured career path if you want it um but yeah give it 10 years i might sort of be thinking differently so i suppose for me it's seeing any alternatives i can think of um aside from having that 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 just that singular income from the navy if i was to say okay i want to leave the navy now uh, but i don't i don't want to be stuck without an income uh so so yeah i guess it's it's thinking ahead way ahead in terms of well, what am, what am i going to do if i retire at age 40 or 35 or whatever 
Yeah. Is, is that a, is that a goal? You want to retire when you're 35, 40? I don't know yet. I don't know. Uh, yeah. it depends, it depends how much I'll, I'll like the Navy. Some people love it. Um, some people really, really enjoy it. And I can see that I'm going to enjoy definitely bits of it. Um, especially being a reservist, you get a good taste. Um, but there, there is a chance that, you know, I could end up in, in certain jobs or, or certain, uh, career, career lines where I might not enjoy it so much for whatever yeah. reason. So yeah, I, I might consider retiring early. Would you, um, if you retired, let's say from the Navy, would mm. you then fully retire if you had the other incomes in the background or would you get bored? Would you want to do something else? Yeah, I, I would definitely get bored. Absolutely. No doubt. So yeah. I, you know, I, I've, I've had this in times, especially when COVID started and I'd finished last year of university, my second year. And I had about two months where I didn't have a job. I was just loafing around home, um, playing video games, quite, quite bored. Um, and so I was like, I have to get a job. I have to get a job because I'm just, I'm not doing anything. Um, mm. And while I wasn't, you know, financially struggling, I just, I just need something for my mind to do, I think. So yeah, I'd definitely be looking at doing something, whether that's starting my own business or, or going back to work outside of the Navy. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, I would definitely still like to do bits and pieces of work for sure. Yeah, well, we'll see. Post retirement, retirement. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to travel the world with the navy, then come back and then do do stuff in the UK. Yeah, that's it. Get get the taxpayer to pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure you have to do some work though when you're in these exotic places. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little, yeah, little bit. So um, I think we mentioned uh, briefly. Um, you said you want to put your money to work rather than you know saving the money but in terms of yeah um like currently because obviously you can't really spend a lot at the moment because of corona and things like that do you reckon at the moment you're more of a saver or a spender like when you get a paycheck do you like to go buy a fancy I don't know, something expensive <laughs> or do you like to save? <laughs> yeah so at the moment i am absolutely a saver which is great I think a lot of people probably are at the moment at this mm. point in time in this sort of last year we've had because as you say you can't really go out and spend it and it's only sort of been I think since I started university I've been conscious that um, I could actually end up spending a lot of money here um, despite the fact I've got one job or two jobs or at one point I had three jobs um, I was like I could be spending all this money and I could quite easily end up in, in debt or in the minuses of the bank account and my first year was definitely an example of that for me because first year great you know you're out partying all the time you're drinking you cook like for me I was exploring cooking so I was like expensive ingredients all the time and I'd end up and I'd, I'd sort of look at my bank statement and be like in the minus I'd be like, I can't I can't keep doing this because if I carry this on into life you know I'm just I'm going to end up with yeah. virtually no money um so yeah for me ever since sort of first year it's been a case of working quite a lot but but saving what I what I can um and trying to just live as cheap as possible um yeah well at least you had that realization yeah. now rather than 40 years down yeah. the line when you're twenty thousand pound in debt yeah that's yeah I, absolutely it, I've got I've got pals and while they're great pals I can see I can see what concept like non-stop spending has done to them and they're you know three years in and they're struggling to like struggling to buy food for the next week and mm. I'd just rather not be in that position and I'd rather yeah. be comfortable from from one month to the next yeah well you you, you come, uh, touched on people saving at the moment and I have noticed that because I I do drop shipping on the side I started before Christmas mm. it was going brilliantly after Christmas it's fallen off the face of the earth because everyone is trying to save because obviously lockdown they're like oh, I don't know what's going to happen so mate it's fallen off a cliff but I'm hoping when people start going back out 
in the real world that it will pick up otherwise might have to move away from that business idea but um <laughs> yeah it's one to try. Of, it is one to try you don't know until you've tried um exactly at, at the moment are you uh, into investing at all or, or is it or is it kind of all sign the savings or are you thinking about investments here or there and everywhere yeah so when i talked to one of my friends about this podcast they were like oh don't ever talk about what you do because you know like someone could come after you or something i was like that's ridiculous you know i think having these conversations about what you do with your money is probably better um you know it's so so yes i i'm quite into my investing um and there's several different ways i've, I've done it um i've always thought well i need i need to make my money grow um mm. And, and so, yeah, about a year ago, I just bought a couple of shares at the beginning of like the first lockdown. So I was like, oh, this is this like once lockdown's over, once COVID's over in six months, naively. Um, I was like, yeah, these are going to go way up. Like, surely this can't go wrong. Um, and so I just recently sold them and I did make some profit. It wasn't amazing, but I made some profit. Um, and then I discovered stocks and shares ices um, and the power that over, you know, 20, 30 years, plus they could have just just as a result of compound interest yeah so so yeah i'm, I'm really into my investing um and, and like to sort of um think that my money does bits and bits and pieces of work here and there yeah i think i read a, i read a um something that said eight uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world i don't know what the other seven yeah. are but i know there's seven um but yeah i think like you know warren buffett you know uh, mm-hmm. one of the greatest investors of all time he earned like he doubled his net worth in a year because he's so like old and like that's the power of interest. And I was like, that is amazing. You went from like 40 billion to like 80 billion. I was like, how? Um, Yeah. I I did similar to you. I back in obviously March time last year, I bought things Mm. like the cruise companies. um, I bought National Express and they've actually, I'm just checking now. They actually have turned, I'm up 13% on Royal Caribbean, which isn't bad. I'm hoping they're obviously, you know, fly off when people start getting cruising. But um, I feel like people don't realise that investing is not that risky. No. It, so so it for me, properly. yeah, for me, I, I put the money in happy with the fact I could I could lose it. So for me, it was it was it was actually a sizable chunk of money, um, and and but I was happy that you know I was going to have some form of job, um, be it mm. very basic or, or quite lucrative within the next year. Um, and and I'm I'm happy with losing that money completely. If if I put it in today and it goes all the way to zero and I lose everything, then that's fine. I've taken that risk. Um, yeah, it's it's. I think you need to consider that when you go into it. Um, and a lot of people are just scared of that fact. Um, mm. So it's definitely you want to be vaguely financially comfortable before before you start. Um, so yeah. So yeah, that's one to consider. Yeah, definitely um, don't start investing when you're like in credit card debt. Or, or anything yeah yeah absolutely not so absolutely not. i think you know people don't realize that something like an index fund like the s&p 500 is so much less risky than tesla or something so absolutely, I, want, yeah. I want to talk about really volatile cryptocurrency what do you are you invested in them you don't have to say but you invested in them. what do you think about them no so you know for me i like to spend a little bit of time researching my investments before i put the money mm-hmm. into them um and for me uh and I know you've probably you've probably done a little bit of crypto, but for me, I just I have that 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 risk element is too high for me um, mm. because I don't I don't actually know what crypto is, and I'm sure if I spent a bit of time, I could I could figure it out. Um, 
and I know, I know I think I know what you, your your ideas are on it but but at the moment at least I'm, I'm sort of hesitant especially because I've heard yeah. quite a few bad stories um, mm. I'm happy with I'm happy with shares that I, I know materialize into physical products or, or services um, so you know there's there's blokes in the office who <laughs> I remember they sort of sat there on a, on a call together and like trying to find an app instantly you know, I've, I've got to get this dogecoin i've got to get it now oh, Price is gonna, like all this stuff and i was like yeah oh, you guys are stressing yourself out in this very small tiny period where you could find something much safer with almost a guaranteed return um mm. definitely want to consider in the future but for me at the moment not 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 so much yeah i i don't i i really want to look into it more i really need to read some books on it um the main reason i got into it is because two of my friends were like two of the guys that have been on this podcast were like oh let's do it you know like peer pressure type thing um but as a percentage of my like overall portfolio is it's minor it's like one or two percent yeah yeah um, i mean something something you're happy to lose right yeah or, or you'd think, be okay if it if it if it, if it all just sort of disappeared yeah it's it is a bit scary because i can check on my phone like the it just i know you shouldn't look at it but it's quite interesting to see like when elon <laughs> musk posts about it how much that affects it yeah um but yeah, maybe maybe one for the future. So a more from one end of the scale to the other end, probably one of the safest investments, theoretically, is property. Um, Long term anyway, like having assets. Uh, you mentioned about your friend's dad being a property investor. Mm. Is that something you want to go into later in life, be a landlord, have 50 properties? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I love Homes on the Bahamas like i would literally <laughs> spend if, if i if i have a day off in the week or weekend i'll just whack it on um because you get so much variety and all, all these different ideas you can pick up yeah for, for me for me a property is one of those things which will always will always be there you know you think of if you've ever seen maslow's hierarchy of needs where the, the bottom is absolutely what you need to live um at the very bottom one of them is shelter yeah. and so you know since the dawn of time man has searched for shelter so so to that end you know housing and, and property per se is probably one of the safest bets um in terms of making your money work for itself um yeah as, as you say my friend's dad was, was this property investor um and he actually had a lot of time on his hands um he, he and his brother would sort of buy these places um they do they do a bit of work in them they, they always put a new boiler in they chuck a bit of paint around but after that they'd just leave it and it would it would pay off its own mortgage and then and then you just charge whatever you want within reason you know after mm. it so yeah for, for me it's more or less a safe bet unless the property is like literally falling apart um, yeah, it's yeah. something i definitely want to get into and actually i'm looking at getting into fairly soon um so so yeah i, li I like the idea of you, you put a tiny bit of money in you know within 10 years you could pay that off and also that's 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 making interest mm. on itself yeah, see, I, so, yeah. I would love to get into property, but obviously I think the way I'd like to get into it is to buy, obviously, a property through a mortgage and then rent it out. Obviously, at the moment, no bank is going to give me a mortgage as a student. <laughs> also, I don't want to be tied down to a location. Like, I don't want to buy a house around here and then have to be around here all the time. Of course, I could, you know, outsource that to a random person to do that for me. Yeah. But I'd rather wait till I've settled down in a job and then do it. Also, yeah, give me a, a mortgage so, so more yeah, so that's actually something I'm looking at doing um, within the next couple of months or, or within the next year at least is um, getting my own place while I've got a salary per se um, and and actually down at uni. So so I can live in it myself for what I've got left of university. 
to um, have some of my mates in it as well. And as soon as I'm done with it, change it to a buy to let and, and hopefully get make some money on it. Um, so that's that's something I'm quite excited about. And but it's, it's going through the process of buying a house, which is which is quite daunting because, yeah. especially at 21, there's, there's all these processes and soliciting and there's just lots of stuff and, and stuff that they want to know about you. You know, how did you break your arm in 2014? You know, that, that sort of level of detail about <laughs> yeah, how yeah. you spend your cash. Um, but rightfully so, because they want to know that I'm not going to be, you know, uh, um, not, not going to be completely broke in half a year and not be able to pay my mortgage. Yeah, default on it. Yeah. Um, yeah 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 no I, I, I there's other ways to get into property but i feel like that is the safe not the safest but maybe the safest and long term it's the least work like you literally mm. buy it and then you rent it out and you might have to fix the boiler there's all these like you yeah. can find properties and sell them onto another person but that takes obviously a lot more work but um hopefully one for a, in, in the next few years hopefully yeah definitely there, there's such a range of things you can do you know you can do buy to let you can do HMOs with multiple people in the house. You, you can you can do the rent-a-room scheme, which is what I'm looking at. So you know, what one or two of your be- bedrooms in the house, if they're not being used, rent it to your room. And the government actually gives you a, a portion. Um, I think it's about seven and a half grand a year. You can get tax-free from that scheme. So there's all sorts yeah. of things you can do, um, which which work out. And you know, at the end of the day, if the rental market is so bad that literally no one will live there you've got a house you can live in yourself yeah. or a property that, that if you need to, you can live in yourself. Yeah. I, I did a, I recorded a tax podcast that's coming out in two weeks time after this one. And oh, cool. I was looking at the, I looking at the allowances and I saw the rent to room scheme. I didn't look into it too much because otherwise the episode would be like four hours long. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely one to exploit. Um, do you, so I'm guessing because obviously you're so young to, to get into property. I, I don't mean that patronizingly. Um <laughs> Have you, do you have a lifetime ISA? Have you thought about a lifetime ISA? No. So that's one thing I probably should have got, actually. Um, yeah. I did, didn't, you know, the, the prices I'm looking at, turns out I've, I've, got, I've, set, I've actually saved enough. So luckily yeah. I, I, I don't need to. Um, but had I not saved so savvily, then yeah, probably would have, should, should have got one at least. Yeah. Um, but no. No, yeah, I, I only got one about a year ago, a year or so ago. But obviously my idea is to buy in four or five years' time, not. As though, yeah. I guess there's no point getting one tomorrow um yeah um, well we'll see um house party at your house and then you can pay for when we yeah, all absolutely it. um so um you said about you know starting a business or something if you retired from the navy or whatever you wanted to do mm. if i gave you 10 grand today mm. what, what business would you start right now um great question so I'm not what 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 they call squep in the navy, so suitably qualified and, and experienced in in anything really, except for I guess my degree, which is navigation. And it's not many businesses in navigation you can start with ten thousand um, pounds. Mm. So so that's one I'd have to ponder on. To be fair, uh, rather than you know rather than start a business, I suppose what I would consider doing is is probably just um, investing it in into a, sh- a short term stock. So a couple of months you know and then and then get it out the other side um i guess you know some people actually start businesses for that sort of stuff if it gets scaled up so much they need to think of tax implications um but but yeah for me uh you know i don't know enough about there's nothing that there's nothing that interests you at the specific moment no no i mean potentially 
property potentially um, and you know that's something that landlords will always look at after seven or eight houses um, is sort of doing them all under a business for, for all sorts of reasons um, but but yeah with ten thousand pounds you struggle, Not gonna get struggle you it, yeah. to yeah get, get we'll have to go to like the top that. end of scotland and like get a shed or something for that much. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um well we'll uh, we'll see um two two interesting questions um if if i gave you the opportunity to go back to when you were 10 for a week or forward fast forward to when you're 50 for a week which would you choose and why ah, that's that's really tricky so um yeah i i wouldn't <laughs> i think i'd go back to being 10 you know like the stresses okay. of life were not we're not <laughs> we're not there dinner was made every day uh, i mean it still is in the nation you'd only be there for a week though only a week i no, i think i would because um you know it's it's weird as a kid for the most part things are free you know your parents if you've got great parents um and i've been lucky enough to have good parents um they provide you with a lifestyle and you know i suppose going forward to 50 you'd hope that there's a similar situation where your investments are doing that for you mm. um but but yeah i think especially considering this last year god knows what the next 30 has yeah. probably go back to 10 to be yeah, honest with you I, mate i i wish i could go back to well when i turned 18 you know adult and you could do so much i would do so much more Mm. because you were legally allowed to like you could take so many more risks at this age than when you're 30 35 and you have got a kid and a house and a mortgage precisely um, it's interesting people you know it's kind of 50 50 50 50 people want to go back people want to go forward very interesting mm. thought-provoking question i mean we've sort of touched on this one i said i gave you 10 grand what have i made that 10 grand a million and what would you do with it let's say you won the lottery today and you had 10 mm. grand uh, a million pounds sorry what would you do yeah it's a good one so try and pay off my mum and dad's mortgage it's not a big one but i probably help them out um you, you know do their garden patio because mm. i know that's like what they're spending the majority of the time on um so, so i mean that wouldn't that wouldn't be too much you know that would be a, a probably a small portion of it um and then yeah what I, what i'd probably do i mean as we just discussed you know i i you know i'd, I'd probably just get a bunch of properties um, mm -hmm. and a million pounds you know you could set yourself pr up pretty well so if, mm -hmm. if you're looking at um an average yield of probably seven or eight percent at the moment you know that's that's giving you sorry if my math is wrong probably 70 is that 70 80 000 annually um am i, am I, am I, am I correct there go with seven or eight percent whatever that is oh yeah I, so, so that's so that's your income um yeah and and like I've always thought, you know, you can you can give someone a bunch of money, but they can spend it within an hour. Um, and and actually, I'd probably be the same. I, I would just, you know, if, if I had no knowledge of investments, I'd be the exact same. I'd just buy a house and I'd buy a car. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, no, what am I going to do next month? Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely try property um, and probably actually set up a company if it was if it was that much that yeah. much capital but there must yeah, be one just, thing just you would buy as like a guilty pleasure for yourself or for your for, for your for your girlfriend or for your family that's not the house what would you buy would yeah. you buy a, buy a car what would you do no i'd buy a boat i mean i've already got one but I'd yeah. buy another oh, yeah, boat. i forget you sail, don't you thingy. yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm simple I'm, I'm quite simple person that said I've, i i'm into my really expensive sports skiing sailing <laughs> <laughs> cycling oh you ski that. um 
Uh, yeah, I'm a skier oh, as well. We should so go on a skiing that's, holiday. That's that's, that's, that'll be good. Definitely. Definitely. I get the Navy to pay for mine. So, there <laughs> yeah, you go. Get it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, a skiing holiday would be great. Sailing holiday would be great. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing beats experiences for sure. But uh, you've got to consider what you're going to do, you know, five, ten years down the line. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's great that you've got that mindset and you're not like a typical 21 year old still getting pissed going out, you know. Oh, I'm still getting pissed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, they, and then waking up being like, oh, I'm 80 pounds down and now I'm in the minus, yeah. you know. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think especially going into my last year, um, what will be uh, next September, I think I've just got that much more practical mindset of, okay, I can't be doing this this night. I can't be doing that that night. I'll still have fun, but I, I'm just not going to leave myself with big holes in the pocket. Yeah, mate. Hopefully. I, so. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that's what I hope for. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great mentality to have. But um, thank you so much for coming on. The time has absolutely flown by. I don't know how long this is going to be. I think it's like 40 minutes, awesome. maybe. Um, yeah, but yeah, thank you, for, thank you for joining. Um, that well, wraps up. Thank you for having me. No, no, a pleasure. That wraps up this series, which was the money questions. And from next week, I will be, I've already recorded two of them, um, recording a new series called What They Don't Teach You in School About Money. Hopefully bring some kind of value. And it's been co-hosted by one of my previous guests, but I'll leave you to find that out next week. Thank you for joining and I will see you guys next week. <laughs>